short rest with Fonzie and Carlo. Okay, so, so hi, Carlo. Hey, Fonzie, what's up? <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> thanks, thanks for uh, joining me in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're the host now. I was about to say, dude, it's 9 a.m. What the fuck? I'm so <laughs> Joke, man. Well, All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, welcome to our podcast then. Yeah. Um, we, do we have a name for it? I don't think we do. I don't, yeah. <laughs> let's let's make it natural. The name will come eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. This is just like a, a session zero. Or yeah. We don't have a character name yet. But we <laughs> have, have a backstory. Idea. Yeah, we have a we have a maybe a backstory, uh, uh, and maybe uh, where we want to go. We wouldn't want our you know this character to die. <laughs> Tier one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think, and, and this is a recurring thing. I'm gonna side. You know, I'm gonna take a quick detour, lang. But that's the thing. I think the death of most. Uh, AL characters is not brought about by <laughs> by silly decisions made by players. It's brought about by schedules and not being able to, uh, <laughs> to adjust to them. That is the greatest. Well, most, mm-hmm. well, mostly it's the DM's fault. So Ah, well. <laughs> hey, I'm all, a DM. What's up? <laughs> all character deaths in Tier 1 of Adventures League is usually the DM's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. We can start off uh, by um, talking about why we put up this podcast. Um, I'll 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 start because I had the idea. <laughs> so and I'm kind of ano. I'll start. So I'm Carlo Angelo Gonzalez. Um, by day, I am a digital marketing production manager. Uh, by profession, I help people in the internet. Uh, help my company help people in the internet uh, leverage their online presence. But at night and sometimes during lunchtime, I <laughs> play video games and I also, you know, I also uh, play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just that guy who who really likes to talk about this shit. That's the reason why you know I I I thought of this. Maybe an outlet like after our games, we can have a debrief. Why the fuck well, did you do this? <laughs> Parang ganun. And to, to tell the people then, uh, what's up with uh, how to play this game? Really? Uh, you, Fonzie, how about you? Yeah, so my name is Fonzie Marquez. And I am, a, well, right now I am, a, I am a coach and a community manager as well for a, a relationship coaching company in the U.S. And also I run my own coaching company in Davao City, Philippines. Yeah, and I started playing Dungeons of Dra- and Dungeons and Dragons uh, when Carla introduced the game to me. Um, what was that? 2 years ago? 2 years ago. <laughs> I remember that day. Yeah. But I have had experience with the game. Like I enjoy watching the game. I have been a fan of shows and podcasts, mainly Critical Role and um not another D&D podcast and some other podcasts of D&D. I really enjoy, well, partly one of the reasons why you would think that I, um, well, I think that I really levitated towards the game is um, the role play factor. 
because I do really enjoy, like, as you know, Carlo, I am a very big, and you are too, like a, big, a very big theater geek. <laughs> and, yeah, and since high school, uh, it was really something that I really enjoyed, um, acting and uh, storytelling. And I did also uh, did uh, at a certain time in my life really enjoy writing. And mm-hmm. it was, and when I got introduced to the game, it was just like, you know, all of these factors coming into one, all the things that I enjoyed was just in this wonderful packaged game with dice and, and stuff. Dice, chance, rules, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was then I really was, I got into it, played a lot of D&D, not only on Rule 20. Uh, but also in Davao City, where I am right now, uh, with the Davao AL Adventures League. So, yeah, so uh, that's sort of like my background. Like after a year of playing, I started DMing too, dungeon mastering, as you would say. And um, yeah, most of my games are tier one, tier twos, which particularly I am particularly drawn to because of its story-driven nature and a lot of yeah. opportunities. So that's what I really enjoy about uh, the game. So that's, <laughs> that's me. I hope that was too long. <laughs> that's good. It's okay. Uh, let's give the audience a, ta- ano, a chance to get to know us. But yeah, I mean, the things that you can expect from this podcast. Yeah, so like Fonzie said, no, we're big fans of storytelling and well, stories in general. So we'll probably talk about our latest games and... Um, You know, uh, the most prom- the most uh, prolific things that we did, the stupidest things that we did on that particular game. Uh, we, we can talk about that. We can also talk about ano, different um, ano ba to? Artistic, uh, artistic choices or creative choices that ano, sure. uh, Wizards is doing <laughs> with the lore right now. And yeah, so uh, like talking about D&D, uh, DM Carlo, I'm curious, like um, what... Or who introduced you to the game? Uh, I got to know. I got to, well, as I was surfing through the internet, I, uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to mention the name. I was watching Critical Role. I knew, I knew Dungeons and Dragons was a thing when nung 2011 pa. And when I saw this, ako to the show, I got uh, really into it. And then I started looking around sa Facebook, uh, Facebook groups. The person who got me hooked into this or who who started uh who DM for me was uh, no si EJ uh oh, yeah. EJ is a friend of ours he is also uh what well, is a he's a no he's been DMing for a while now and yeah that, that's how I know that's how I um that's how I got hooked uh in so, our first yeah sorry go ahead so, so it, it was a Facebook group yes it was a Facebook group definitely wow And the, I imagine, like, that's how, well, to be fair, that's how I got into, uh, like, the Davo AL group. <laughs> I was just yeah. looking for, is, was there a Davo? I was just going through Facebook and just typing in keywords and stuff like that. But please continue. Like, how was that game for you? And when did that happen? And what was that experience like, just going through that first game with, you know, I, I assume it was the... Uh, it was a Roll20 game, yes? Yes, it was a Roll20 game. It was online because uh, EJ lived ano, in... He lived ano, far from Metro Manila. Uh, and 
I, I remember this distinctly because it was her first game. I not 20 on that uh, blue dragon from Greenest in the Horde of the Horde of the Dragon Queen uh, module. I'm, is it Horde of the Dragon Queen? But yeah, I know I, I not I not 20 on that. And then I also I was also able to kill some a lot of um what do you call those uh the goblins eh? bugbears, yeah. Uh, in my tier with my tier one monk. <laughs> that monk, oh, by the way, is uh, no, is like six years old. No, 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 not six Still years alive. old. Four years old, yeah. And we've yet to we we've yet to finish um the uh, the tyranny of dragons campaign. <laughs> but was that yeah. the same campaign that you joined? Was that yeah? That was yeah. That was the first oh, one, nice. and we haven't finished it yet because, like I said, the biggest threat to Feyran is the schedule of its players. That's true. And, and yeah, it's I uh, know it's um yeah. I I can remember I threw a javelin at this blue dragon's um eye, and it hit, and it was about to uh, rain lightning upon me. So like, I'm a monk with mobile. Run far away. Run very very far away. <laughs> yeah, I was. So talk- I-, I was. Yeah, I was talking about like uh, what, like identifying what really drew me into the game, right? Like I was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, like, what do you feel like was the th- thing that drew you in? Like uh, after that game, it must have like opened this 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 doorway towards this something, this fantasy realm that you've been looking for, uh, an itch. Uh, so to speak, yeah. that you can scratch. But for you, like, what do you feel was that thing that really opened those doors for you for Dungeons and Dragons? Just like as a as a as a, a very low level monk was able to literally um, throw a javelin at a blue dragon's eye. That made me. That made that kind of made me um, excited about this whole campaign, this whole thing, because I can literally do anything. <laughs> With just the roll of a dice, of a die, right? We can, we can, we can, we can fail massively or succeed gloriously, and it's it's those kinds of moments that you're not really you may or may not be able to do in real life <laughs> that you can do uh, in these games that really uh, give me that kind of um that make me passionate about this game. So uh, there are a lot of that's why I'm not really I'm not I'm not a really I you know I'm not um I don't want to say I'm I I don't play safe in my games but I I always love the risk that it entails and it's really about creating these kinds of stories stories that are not stories that will resonate and that is stories worth telling I guess stories of risk stories of grandeur stories of idiocy those are the things that you know, keep me um, going for you know, for Dungeons and Dragons, my um, our game, the games we play at least. Absolutely, and as a DM, like what what really pushed you towards uh, crafting your own uh, campaign? Like, what was that inspiration about for you? It's that thing as well, just being able to create uh, stories with my friends. <laughs> like for yeah. the longest time, I have these stories in my head. Like, what if this and that happened? And who's there to? Resolve this and that, and ever since you and Lester said yes to that meet to that um, night game, where I almost yeah. accidentally yeah talk, yeah talk about that talk yeah. about that like how, how that came about yeah so I was uh, I was a uh, no I was um I was a player 
uh, at first I was a player. I was a player in Dungeons and Dragons, and I have been saying so many times, I need to DM, I need to DM, I need to DM for the past two years. Uh, uh 2016 yeah that's it 28 i think i was there 2018 or uh, yeah 2018 and i um i was i was looking for people i can dungeon master or i can mm. host a game for and you and l said yes and i'm like since i was in the vow that time um backstory i also did do a little bit of triathlon <laughs> but let's mm-hmm. what enough about that <laughs> enough about that let's talk about the dungeons and dragons yeah What triathlon did you go to in Davao at that time? Uh that's the that was the Ironman Davao 70.3 oh. triathlon. Yeah. Um was I that know, your uh, first Ironman? That was, was my that second one. My second one. one. Yeah. Wow. Uh so uh when I know when I um after that I was like fuck this enough of being an athlete I want to be a nerd. So I uh, contacted you, you no know, I contacted you. We have needs to fulfill. I don't want to be an athlete anymore. I called you I I you know I I contacted you and, and then you guys thankfully said yes. Uh EJ very supportive ano uh DM uh <laughs> our Dungeons and Dragons daddy. I know uh also joined in online. And yeah, we we ran that game. Uh, um, EJ from uh, EJ remotely, and I ran it from uh, the good food, uh, your 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 restaurant. Oh yeah, <laughs> which by the way yeah, has a really good food. <laughs> and well, thank you. Being able to do that with you guys was so. I I don't think it's just the leftover endorphins from the race. I mean. You took that picture. I was so happy when I, you know, when I when I finally got to play this physically with people, with my friends, kiba. Right? It's it's such a good feeling to be able to, you know, to share those stories. And yeah, I almost accidentally naman, I almost DPK'd you guys, but you got out okay. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. um it's, it was fun. And Yeah, so So now that you like like that was your first time DMing, right? And yeah. like, what do you feel like is the main difference from DMing your own story versus like DMing some a module from Adventures League? What do what do you feel like are the um, significant differences in terms of like how you feel about after running the game or during, or is there anything that you can identify as like differences between the two? Well, when it comes, how should I say this? Homebrew is definitely um more. It, homebrew takes more time in terms of setting up the game, mostly because anything can happen, and you don't have a set of rules that ano to you don't have a set of rules to follow and or a set of conditions to follow, unlike um, AL modules. Uh, when it comes to uh, homebrewing, kasi I I write my own stories. Like a lot of those have to, I know. Ha, if the players choose this, I have to come up with something that would happen to as a, as a result of their action. And uh, a lot of um, dungeon masters are really good at that. Playing uh, uh, at are really good at doing improv, but <laughs> I, I'm not really good at that. So I write it down. What if they do this? What if they do that? So how do you know uh, you're not good at it? <laughs> I through experience 
<laughs> just being like there are a lot of times you guys in that homebrew game uh did a lot of things that I was severely unprepared for and when that happened uh just give me a moment <laughs> then two minutes later okay so guys this happens <laughs> yeah so is that something that you should expect like for people who are listening who I mean definitely Yeah. Um, how, how how would you prepare for the unknown? <laughs> I think that's a that's paradoxical. You can't prepare for something you don't know. Siguro ano, get ano, get really familiar with the rules. Uh, find out ano, learn learn ano, learn how the rules work. So when the player does something, you're prepared to respond in kind the results of his or her choices. So that's one thing to prepare. The story, ultimately, you have, like, you create the backbone. By backbone, I mean the the main conflict of the story, diba. Right? And then your characters right. pave that way to to resolving that conflict. Pero, yeah, you, you just have to, you just have to adjudicate. <laughs> like, okay, I choose to hit the merchant. <laughs> okay, the merchant in kind will probably hit you back or call the guards. So that's ano, that's um you you have to prepare, you have to be prepared for that kind of um uh interaction, uh surprising Absolutely. interactions. How about you Fonzie? Can you tell me about your first ano, first DMing experience though? Uh I ran <laughs> I feel like I ran a homebrew for you guys. That was my first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I was uh, like I was talking about writing, and I was writing this fantasy story about um, a group of dwarves protecting a mountain range. Um, it was called the Withered Tree, and I still have that story, by the way. It's still there, uh, and it w- and I could finish it up to maybe tier three, and it's up, it's up to there. Yeah, it's mainly it's mainly done. Um, but essentially, like I, I, the whole process of preparation, like you were talking about earlier, Carlo, about yeah. research and just um, just setting up the NPCs. Like uh, if we, if you like, uh, open uh, your uh, player's handbook or the PHB, uh, which is something that is something like a a, a, a very important piece of parchment that you every adventurer <laughs> should have. Um, like yeah. the three pillars of an adventure would be uh, exploration, uh, social interaction, and combat. Right? Yeah. And just being able to play with your campaign with those three uh, elements in mind just creates a lot of possibilities. And as a DM, it's it's part of the thing, part of the learning process for me as a DM was to just let go of my need to control the story. Mm. Uh, and just allow for exploration to happen, right? And part of the process was uh, the feeling of incompleteness, as you were talking about, Carlo, of, you know, <laughs> oh my God, I have not thought about that, but that's interesting. And that opens our yeah. brain. And I feel like part of the excitement and the discomfort is really part of the dungeon, uh, like the DMing experience. Experience, We, uh, like part of the question that I was asking you about, like how do you prepare for the um, unknown? Unknown is to get really comfortable with being in the unknown, 
So not really yeah. know what to do and being okay with not having all the answers and just all the go, answers. Right. And and with me, like that has always been one of the experiences for me. Like uh, first time dungeon mastering for you guys was such a, an amazing experience and rewarding. Um, and the, my first time dungeon mastering for Adventures League uh, Navao was uh, like like over the table, you know, face to face game, and that was really fun. Um, I ran uh, a very simple like tier one mod. And I was really prepared for it. It was the season nine mods. Okay, that's um, Tomb of Annihilation. Oh, Avernus. Oh, Avernus mods. Okay, okay. And um, I felt like that was a very good um, starting point for me because it was also like very new mods at that time. It was just <laughs> published. So nobody had the opportunity or I felt like it was level playing field for every DM. Uh, yeah, new, new, and, new blood. Yeah, and I started DMing exclusively for Season 9 mods. So I started mm-hmm. from the uh, Escape from Outer Guard and so on and so forth. And and then I found out that I was one or if not the only one who was running the Season 9 mods in Davao. So I became kind of like the exclusive <laughs> Season 9 mod DM in Davao. So I know the story very nice. well about the Season 9 mods. Uh, um, I, practically, I can run the Tier 1 mods uh, without notes. Because I memorized them already for just having to, you know, uh, run them so many times before. Like, I, uh, I had so much time so, that in that experience was just really amazing. Um, just being able to interact with other people. And, you know, my kind of agenda, with I had an agenda. Like, okay. wanting to go into Dungeon Mastering. Because I just really wanted to practice public speaking. And just being able to be in a crowd of people and control the meeting. Mm, that's very helpful when it comes to work yeah. then. <laughs> and I was I was training at the time. I was, I was still training to be a coach uh, mm-hmm. for the yeah. And one of the skills or one of the opportunities that I did not have with you know with coaching and with that um, environment, especially here in Davao, is that you don't really have much you know or uh, you don't really see much coaching here. So uh, and and one of the uh, ways that I or the workarounds for that is to find a similar experience where I'm leading a meeting and then I'm showing my charismatic self or my being attuned to the people or just being able to think of something on the fly and not your plus nine charisma. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, why not? Like, right? I, I would. It, it was a win-win. So I would. Yeah. I would learn skills of like speaking straight English. Like that was kind of one of the things that I also wanted to practice and also just be able to see whether or not the player is not really having fun or not being able to connect. Uh, yeah. So just yeah. being able to do that and just be able to like manage the energies in the table was really something that was oh, uh, focused on. That one I want to learn how to. <laughs> like I, I can control my energy and sometimes it doesn't mix with the other. So I kind of... Uh, this is a then player, I know. <laughs> now I think I'm mixing it up with work now. <laughs> Pero yeah, I'm glad na no. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad nga, eh, that you're able to do that. I should actually try to apply that as well. Um, uh, well, what interesting, if I may add, is that um, our like one of the things that I found out is that uh, our like how we portray ourselves in work or in you know, there's no such there's no distinction between work and personal life. Like, it's mm-hmm. still the same you. 
So the things that you would portray in one aspect of your life, you can mm-hmm. um, project it to others. It's just that there are certain environmental changes that you would need to adapt to, right? And so you just need to act as if, okay, this is work or just treat work as play or something like that, right? It's just a perspective change That's for me good. that I that I learned that I learned with Dungeons and Dragons, right? And I, I even started like not to not to not to talk about myself because I don't like talking about myself. But um, I started introducing D and D to my team. Like I was still working for BPO at that time. Oh yeah, that's so like, dope. Uh-uh. So within departments, like there was the sales department, there was the marketing department, finance and stuff like that. We played D and D. It was so fun, and it managed to just really successfully just uh, destroy That's walls. so cool. <laughs> oh, man, so cool. I tried to get my team into D&D once. None of them liked it. <laughs> well, well, it helps to be the boss. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're, that that's true. Uh, you, you mentioned that you're the you know you're the uh, you're whenever uh, someone wants to play season nine mods, they will point you. I can imagine like a group of adventurers. See, oh hey, um, how do we get to Avernus? Then the, the bartender points to you, the guy over there. He can take you there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of like I'm kind of like Faishan. If you played season nine, you know who Faishan is. Um, he w- he was the one who would um, ferry you guys to Avernus. So I was kind of like Faishan. I was feeling Faishan. So, Yo, yeah. that's so dope. <laughs> but I-, I wasn't the only DM though. Like um, like uh, there is a DM that I that I'm playing with. Um, who is running an excellent game of just uh, Descent into Vernus. It's just really good. Like, uh, shout out to DM Luigi, mm-hmm. who is running an amazing game uh, in Davao. Uh, so, yeah. And also, there are other mods as well, like the Pipiap uh, Adventures. For He runs that exclusively. Like, I, I don't like to touch it because I, I played it once and his, like, his Pipiap was just so amazing. I didn't want to touch it. So I just talked to my season nine mods. Oh shit, nobody's touching this. So yeah. <laughs> Might as well be, you know, be well grab be. that niche. <laughs> be be a lord yeah. of Avernus. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like that was like as a as a young DM, uh, I was still feeling very, you know, there are st- still a lot of things that I don't know about the story. Like there's a huge gap between season nine and season eight. And I mm-hmm. only started playing in season eight. Um, and with season nine stuff, you know, it's easy to do that because that's where we are. But in terms of like going back into time and just going and being familiar with the story and how you played it, it just requires a lot of time and just experience. Yeah. Which I feel like you, yeah, you were saying like uh, EJ w- was, you know, had in bulk, you would say. <laughs> yeah. He's been playing ever since, I think, uh, second edition Dungeons and Dragons. Or he started with second edition uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I don't. I. I don't think he, he started right. with second edition. Or he, he was. In, he was alive when second edition was out. I'm not sure. But yeah. in 1943, when the Japanese were invading the Philippines, <laughs> they rolled. <laughs> they rolled the natural twenty and captured everyone. God damn it! <laughs> right. Banzai bitches. Oh. 
<laughs> you were talking about your monk earlier, right? That was yeah. your first. That was your first character, and I also have like my first character still alive, by the way, tier four baby. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about like how you created your first character. How well, how was that process for you, and like wh- why? Did okay. You, what were the reasons that you felt like? pushed you to like choosing this guy or this class this race like what are yeah. the options that you have yeah initially i wanted to play i guess just like all uh man children <laughs> i wanted to play an overpowered paladin who can do like a lot of damage and still ano, sustain uh being alive <laughs> in the same round Um, pero at the time, kasi I was just coming into triathlon and that required a lot of ano, a lot of self-control and discipline and stuff. A lot of ano, a lot of um, physical um, physical training. And at the time, I was I, I, like, I wanna, I wanna have. A, I, I told myself, I wanna have a character that. Um, that I can resonate with just to keep me going on both triathlon and Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that, this was in 2016. So you know what? Yeah, upon reading uh, the handbook, I realized na, yeah, I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm going to be a monk. Um, they don't have the highest damage, but they don't have the damage, but they're very, they're very supportive. And yeah, um, that was, uh, that, but, but when I played The, the first game, the, the first tier one game, I was like, yo, I can do a lot of damage with this extra attack. And, uh, uh, but as time progressed, <laughs> as soon as tier two and tier three came in, I'm not doing enough damage, but it's okay. I'm stunning bitches left and right and the team is doing the killing for me. But yeah, in terms of, you, sorry, when you, you mentioned, you asked about um, the process, that's really about it. I wanted a character that I can resonate with. Especially for my first character, like I feel like a part of me was um, a part of me was projected into this monk, and true enough, my peg for that was um, uh, bearded Ryu. <laughs> so like he just with with the whole um ah oh, my my foster family was murdered by this stupid dragon. And I have to, I know, I have to, like, it's a revenge story. Pero, yeah, be, being uh, kind-hearted, uh, being kind-hearted, uh, Kayan the monk is, you know, I don't think he'll push through with any vengeance plots as of yet. I don't know yet because we haven't finished the campaign. Pero, yeah. That's true. That, that, that's really, that's, <laughs> that's really, you know, that's really, that's really where I am at with uh, Kayan. How I, started him. How about you? What's your first character? My first character was <laughs> Raven Dragonskill. And he is a uh, ranger. He started ranger. off as a ranger. Yeah. Um, my peg for him was a um, modern Aragorn. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Aragorn without the stick up his butt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And yeah, um, and part of the idea of building Draven Dragon Skill was uh, well, a lot of the con- just going back, just a lot of the context, like why I started coming into or playing Dungeons and Dragons because of that particular campaign that you were playing, Carlo. You mm-hmm. you were talking about it that that particular campaign and that you were fighting dragons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So 
okay, so I'm going to create the character who's going to kill dragons. So Raven <laughs> Dragon Skin. Uh, that, that was my first um, AL legal uh, character. And his first game, AL legal game, was, I believe, um, under EJ as well. He, we played Dues of the Dead, I think. Mm-hmm. After that, he got into level two, and that's when I started playing as in Davao already. Um, uh-huh. One of the things that I really enjoy about character creation uh, well, Draven was kind of like a very safe character to play and to create. So I was just going down that road to just, you know, uh, let let the let the character speak for itself like, and let the backstory come out as I was playing it. But my method of cre- character creation after that was a little bit different. But I, but I always wanted to make it the point that my players are not overpowered. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, because I like being, you know, after playing a while, you know, in, in Adventures League and with tier three <laughs> and tier four tables, it gets kind of ridiculous how powerful other PCs are. And it's kind of boring. Um, yeah. And uh, like, call it out. <laughs> I, I, I attacked the thing and I rolled the two, but that's okay. It's 32 to hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's 150 damage. I have a second. In one attack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of uh, ridiculous. Like, uh, like going back to the three things, right? Like the three pillars of the adventure. Like combat is something that is fun, yeah, but it's not everything, right? It's, it's not, not everything, definitely. And a lot of like players now have have that in mind because, well, that's how you die. You you die through combat. You don't really die yeah. through exploration. Uh, well, sometimes you do exploration <laughs> or social interactions. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just like the spirit of Draven. And yeah, I've been carrying him around. Like he died. Do you know of the Death Curse? Yeah, the Strad. Curse of Strad. Yeah, Curse of Strad. No, no, it's the Tomb of Annihilation. Ah, Tomb of Annihilation, sorry. Go ahead. How, how yeah. does it work? I haven't played much of Tomb uh, of Annihilation. Uh, well, we should. Uh, yeah, we I, definitely I'm should. Sure. <laughs> okay. I, I would be very scared. <laughs> as the DM, oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. As the players, as, as players. a player, sorry. Cause I, okay, because it's it's going to be the Dark Souls of D and D. Oh, give me that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. So, uh-huh. I, so um, uh, second game of Draven. Um, he went into a seasons. Uh, well, a mod of Tomb of Annihilation, and it was Death Curse. I had no idea what Death Curse. What was Death Curse was. It was my first game. I was just eager to jump into it. I was, uh, you know, not my normal um, introverted self. I was happy to uh, get to know other players and just be able to play, you know, as a beginner and as my first game in AL Davao. And mm-hmm. I died. <laughs> as it died or it just knocked yeah. unconscious? I'm sorry, I haven't uh, played too much. Any Tomb of Annihilation modules yet? We'll, so I, we'll I, talk about that. About that okay. soon. But anyway, well, the idea is if you die, if you're dead, dead, right? Mm. You can't be revived. You're dead. Okay. That's, that's, that's curse. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. You can't be revived by any means. You're dead. Oh, so, God. In, oh. in AL is, uh, I think, like, if you don't have, like, Revivify for Tier 1, you can give up your magic slot. Um, we'll be talking about that, like the mechanics of it. But essentially, um, there are ways and means for you to be able to be revived 
after you dead after you after you die yeah. like after yeah. three death saves or death fails you you die there's mm. no way of bringing you back unless with oh, the revivify resurrection stuff like that with death curse that's off the table oh. your soul your soul can no longer be returned to your body essentially that's kind of like the the essence of what the death curse is it can't be located so it's it went into like a phylactery or something like that and then it got absorbed so it, it can't be it can't be uh, revived not even with a wish spell oh god not even with the thing that the the spell that um adjusts reality nope. wow Yo, I gotta play it again. I I need to fix my schedule. Let's let's play that. <laughs> let's play that. Yeah, I, I I I was I was kind of like preparing for it, but that's a tangent. But let's talk about that soon. Like when yeah. we're maybe playing it, and we'll talk about it after in an episode or something. Sorry. So, yeah. Go ahead. So yeah. So I uh, I was, it was like I died, died, mm-hmm. and then the players in my table just went quiet. Like after I. Because it was just like a, one failed that save, and then another that save, and I rolled the natural one. So you know what ha- what Ooh, happens then? Oh yeah, okay. Die. They all jumped up and started like looking at each other, and and one guy started to shout inspiration. Okay. <laughs> like you have inspiration, you have inspiration. They have inspiration, okay. and. And and what like essentially what inspiration is you can re-roll yeah. uh, a roll that you just made with the d20 dice right and it's something that you have for tier one players and that's when I first found out about this like for <laughs> tier one players you have renowned inspiration with being which means you get one free inspiration per game per adventure only so, one though per adventure only one so I rolled that natural 20. oh my god. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened next? After I, well, the character got up and started to unload his tier one weapons, which are you know in, 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 in the anime. It looks amazing, but it doesn't do much damage. But I was alive. I what was damage? So, I was so happy. That was that was one of the uh, like uh, I was elated. You know, uh, oh, part of. And like you don't get that experience from, you know, some video games. Maybe like after after you win a few hours of you know uh, of reaching your rank or desired rank in Overwatch or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you you would get that. But I I honestly couldn't remember uh, the last time I felt that way about the game. <laughs> Oh my god maybe maybe you know maybe grade school or high school basketball when we won maybe something yeah. like that but in terms of like the level of elation like you don't really get that in games now yeah i mean it's very hard to i'm sure you still do but it's it's not as i know it's not it's not as abundant as it is in dungeons and dragons <laughs> no dude I'm yeah so stupid And sometimes you know some some games are just so dumb. I mean, and especially if when you when you vibe with your fellow players because you're not playing this alone. You're playing this with other group of yeah. weirdos who who love the game as much as you do, and yeah. are you know. And sometimes when the stars align and you you play with someone who is as wacky or you know has a really weird <laughs> sense of humor. 
oh man, that table can explode. Yeah, we like we had the tangent episode for one of our um, awareness campaigns just to go through a bathhouse. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was it's really a, fun. Wow, that was clutch. Natural. That was part of the, That was that was that was part of the episode, by the way. Like going to a bathhouse. <laughs> that, that was really part of the mod. You really have to go to a bathhouse. <laughs> so Draven is still alive because of yeah, DM inspiration. Nice. And he's at tier four now. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. He, he's a very um, beefy boy and he is a very scary motherfucker. <laughs> I have to say. Like he has developed into, like, in terms of like openness, he, he's uh-huh. there. Like I, there was one time I one rounded a BBEG just me. Oh, nice! How? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I because it's a it's a ranger. Like, we'll talk about like classes maybe in the future. Yeah. For for those who yeah. are like, for those who know, you know, it's uh, he's a um, a ranger, a fighter, and a rogue, right? So and he is a yeah. We're gonna he has we're gonna talk about multi classing as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he has this skill called uh, Dread Ambusher, which means that you get another attack when you when you during your first uh, round of initiative. So we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that soon. So essentially, like uh, in the first action, I would get two attacks plus one extra attack for Dread Ambusher. And since I have like a fighter level, oh, okay. I get to action surge. So essentially, yeah, in the first see. round, I get six attacks. So six attacks, uh, all <laughs> sharpshooter shots, and two of them crit. Uh-huh. So I crit the sneak attack. <laughs> yeah. So I think I got to roughly around 300, 400 damage. I killed it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> around that, even with even with sharpshooter. But after after, yeah, after that, after mm-hmm. after uh, the thing with Draven is that he's just really good with like openings. Uh, but after that, it's just, he's useless. <laughs> Basically, useless. He's just burst damage during the first round, but sustaining damage is that good. And it's yeah. So that's essentially what happened. So I I killed the character. I killed the the BBEG. And then we were just dealing with uh, other BBEGs that suddenly appeared because why not? As we're talking about that, you know, memorable games, especially for our first characters ever and uh, we built there's been a lot of time like in, after that spent on not only just learning other classes and other races other quirks and other skills and magic and discovering like other adventures as well um maybe uh as we go along with episodes we could talk about that right and just be able to dive in and talk about like memorable yeah, adventures and stuff like that yeah so um, yeah, yeah as we're wrapping um, up, I think that that's our format. Yeah, this is our session zero um, pilot episode. Yeah, <laughs> episode session zero pilot. definitely. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you know, like in the future, we can we can invite some people, some people you know who play Dungeons and Dragons, and kind of like go through the same interview format that we did. That was kind of interesting, getting to know, like what, yeah, what the background. Between uh, and the reasoning behind certain characters, and maybe we'll talk about 
the same thing with other people and maybe learn about their process and how they can you know uh, project themselves into other characters they're creating or maybe even uh, work on certain goals that you'd like to get like for example learning how to speak better or handle yourself in the in in a crowd yeah controlling like yeah something like that a real life skill yeah i'd love that like i got something from your example earlier I'd like to apply that. Just being able to manage an energy in an in an online conference. I I'd, I'd love to know. I'd love to learn how to do that. Actually, yeah. I, I uh, one of the things that I used to do to kind of like ease my people in to the idea of Dungeons and Dragons was I was bringing dice to the meeting, and that um, we would roll. <laughs> they would they would not know about it, right? They would not know about you know, how rules work in Dungeons and Dragons. But essentially, we would roll initiative for who would start, you know, with their reports mm-hmm. and something like that. So they would roll the, <laughs> the meeting. Yeah, and I would, sometimes I would roll, like, for example, there are eight people. I'd roll a D8 and see who goes first. So I'll roll D8. Okay, it's you. So it's for them to get to know the mechanics of it and just leaving things up to chance and not being able, for, for, for them to see, like, their boss not to be, you know, not to be, a control freak <laughs> and just like create yeah. this kind of environment of you know of risk of randomness i think that sets them it gives them a lot of comfort in a way mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so um anything else that you'd like to say as your parting words mr dm carlo uh Yes, DM Fonzie. We're all we're all DMs now. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So you can you guys can um, expect regular uploads of these. As for the frequency, we'll figure it out. We're trying. We're still trying to iron out a few details with the pod with um the podcast. Uh, who we're going to invite? We have a bunch of topics ready now, because literally they're all very just need to talk about them. <laughs> From character creation to uh, lore, and yeah, I, I think I think I think that's uh, that's um, I think that's it. We we just we we if you guys would like us to follow a certain format, let us know. Uh, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. We yeah, need to have an outro and an intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, we'll be yeah. uploading this in our uh, enter. Uh, on your Facebook page, Carlo? What's your Facebook page? Uh, well, yeah. My Facebook page is Carlo Geeks Out. Uh, we'll also have this uploaded in YouTube. Just as a... Uh, right now, um, I'm thinking, since we're going to upload this in all podcast um, websites, because we need that reach, man. We need mm-hmm. them sponsors. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we'll have we'll in YouTube. I'll figure it out. I don't have a reliable video source yet, but if if ever I do get one, we'll have this uploaded in in video, and have um have an or have a really good overlay. But for now, yeah. I think it's going to be a, desi- a, a custom thumbnail that I will be sure. making. Sure. So right. uh, let's get to a level of subscribers then before we unlock the video feature and for you to gaze <laughs> upon the beautiful faces. Yeah. And, you know, the hosts. 
Yo, yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be uploading this also maybe uh, like in Spotify. We'll be posting the descriptions uh, below on where you can find other forms and other like other platforms where you can find this. And all hopefully this will be available in all podcast uh, platforms, Spotify, Google Play and stuff like that and Apple. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that like very soon and hopefully, yeah, by next week, um, catch our next episode. Hopefully, you know, I will be there. So thanks so much yeah. for listening. And if you have any questions or suggestions of what you want to want us to talk about or any comments or anything that you'd like to share with us, uh, we'll be posting links also below where you can reach us. All right. So this has been Fonzie. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to uh, it's nice to see you, Carlo. Uh, well, it's nice to listen to you. <laughs> Connect with you again. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while, man. Let's play some games. <laughs> yeah, let's play some games. So, yeah. See you guys. Bye-bye. A short rest. With Fonzie and Carlo.